Hello everyone, welcome to my show Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian leaders, C-suite executives and innovators who provide candid insights from the personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host Priyanka Kumla joining you on our 77th episode of Career Startup Leadership Podcast. So thanks to each one of you for your support. All right, today I have with me an amazing wizard of the mind and here we go. Nahid Khan. Hi, Nahid. Welcome to the show. Hi, Priyanka. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Hey, such a pleasure to have you, Nahid. And Nahid is a very special mindset coach. And I've been following her work for quite some time. And I felt she has such an innovative approach to resetting the way your mind thinks through neuro-linguistic programming. And I was like, hey, we need to have you on the show, Nahid. And here she is. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Awesome. So to our listeners, three reasons why you need to be watching this show. Nahid is going to help envision how we can discover the power of infinite intelligence of your human mind. Two, she's going to empower you to explore the power within you to lead personal as well as professional changes. And three, and most important of all, she's a change architect and a futurist who's going to help you believe that you can achieve what you want as long as you put your mind and body into it. So Nahid, are you excited to being on the show for us? Absolutely. Very, very excited. Looking forward. Awesome. So to our listeners, as part of our 12 days of Christmas giveaways, we are going to offer a free 30-minute exclusive one-on-one -on -one mentoring session with Nahid. Hey, a wonderful way to start your 2021, right? So all you have to do is drop a quick hello, the country that you're tuning in from, and a comment as we go through the show. We're going to take in live questions as well. So Here's your chance to grab this exclusive mentoring session. And thank you so much, Nahid, for being gracious of your precious time to help us be a better version of ourselves. My pleasure. My pleasure. Awesome. So we already have a listener joining in. I'm going to acknowledge them before we get started. We have mm -hmm. Aditya, who's joining us here from the East Coast. Hey, Aditya, welcome to the show. All right, Nahid, I'm going to get started with you as a person. You grew up in Assam in India, mm -hmm. and then you mm -hmm. move to Dubai, where you're currently based. Mm -hmm. And I know that a key aspect of your personal growth in terms of resilience came from your upbringing in Assam. Tell us something that's very unique about that aspect of your life growing up in Assam. Sure. Uh, Assam is beautiful, beautiful. I'm so, so missing my home place right now. You know, I've, I have always gone back to it very frequently. I mean, I travel home approximately every two to three months. Um, but it's been almost, it's going to be a year I haven't been home and that really pulls at me and that's the reason why I actually wrote about my state because I'm really homesick. But yeah, growing up in that place when we were young, uh, it was pretty disturbed, pretty, pretty disturbed with militancy. And uh, at that time, like we had schools shutting down. So this is nothing new for me because we had schools shutting down for months at an end and we had to stay home. And there was, you know, there was flag marches happening on the street. So we couldn't open the windows, nothing. Blackouts happening. We've seen all those things. And the, the most beautiful part was that none of those things broke us up. It, in fact, just kept us going. All right, this is there. Fine. And things open up and we are back to normal. So yeah, that's right. Uh, right now, in the moment, we need to be inside the house. But as soon as things are lifted, curfew is lifted, we are out. So you know, life never stopped. It kept going even when we were locked up. Even then, it kept going. We didn't have online learning at that time. So you know, school off means everything off. We were we have we were behind by such so many weeks and months of uh, studies. But 
apart from all of those priyanka when things started improving you know the resilience of the of the people out there was not that uh, complain coming out and complaining we don't have this we don't have that we've not been given this yes there was anger that we were neglected we were ignored and then it was like we don't want anything we'll make it on our own and i think that is something which i took and it just it just i think seeped in inside me because for me it didn't matter what i had or i didn't have what i wanted was what mattered and that's it i wanted to do something in life there were no opportunities in my state there was no jobs there were no employments there were no corporates there was not even a central university in my state the university degree that i have today is from a state university that's all so you know in spite of all of that it was never like that uh, my dreams are unachievable when i want when i started my career i wanted to get into training and i went to organizations and i said i want this and they like we don't have training department in the organizations here because this is these are all only sales office so if you want you have to join as a sales person and that's all that we can offer you so i joined as a sales person and i tried uh, started training my sales team and that's how i started and that's when i did that for 2 years i trained my team and then they used to perform and we were you know we were doing the best in the region just by doing that i never went out on sales calls uh, aggressively like a sales manager does i used to go as a mentor i used to go with them because they were so fabulously trained that i didn't have to do anything apart from sit there and you know be there as a guide as a mentor as as the expert for them so they used to take me on those calls and we were doing fabulously well and that is how i landed up in the when sbi came up with an opening and i got a job i didn't apply for it and so i got state bank of india that's the state bank of india i was called there for a manager training and that was the first opening for a training manager and i had zero experience in training no certifications no trained trainers nothing and i got the job and i got 497 branches under me that's and amazing exactly so it was you know if you have a dream and if you just keep going it doesn't matter what circumstances are around you believe me if you want to achieve something nothing in this world can stop you that's an amazing way to start this episode because with the pandemic everybody feels like life has been turned upside down there is no light at the end of the tunnel but just hearing your powerful story of how you've changed your tunnel vision into more of spotlighting yourself and helping others succeed i think that's just a great inspiration for us so the thank you for sharing is, that the issue is priyanka that people are waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel when the light is in your hands <laughs> you <laughs> well, just, absolutely that's where the wizard of the mind comes into the picture now nahi tell me this you are an introvert which not a lot of people know so how did you transform yourself into this bubbly personality who is inspiring others and coaching and mentoring people around you you know when you you have your personal self and then you are yourself inspired by something that you want to do in life for me my inspiration is my mission i am on a mission I don't think my work to be just work I am on a mission and it does not matter how many people's life I touch my mission is to just keep on no matter who I touch I inspire so whether it's a 9 year old child or it's a 90 year old human being you know retired person if they speak to me they they get inspired that's my mission they look beyond they find themselves smiling you know because we have too much uh, ev- everywhere to keep us 
not smiling. So, you know, if I can be the one person who can bring, bring a smile on your face and not just by telling you a joke, but, but I'm making you realize that it's your face, it's your muscles, <laughs> move them, <laughs> smile. You know, that's very true because we find a lot of avenues to create more grief in our life. And we feel, Absolutely. you know, we have to grieve so hard. We don't deserve happiness in life. And you feel joy is very external. Somebody has to come and give that to you. What advice would you have for people like us? You know, Priyanka, I had my share of grief and I had my good share of grief from losing people to death, from losing friendships, from a broken, from broken heart, from broken uh, relationships and a lot of other things that I've gone through from right from the age of 15, I had to, where I had to start fighting for my own education to the age where I actually got married before my marriage, till before my marriage, there was quite a struggle that I'd gone through because I was somebody who did not conform to the norms of the society. So there were that that struggle was separate. Then my personal life struggles were separate. And then there were some dreams which were shattered, which I had to adjust, which I had to let go, which I had to um, you know keep on the back burner for doing it later when I have the opportunity. We all have that. It's our choice whether we want to be sad because yes, I was sad. I was into depression. I was into severe depression. And I didn't have uh, the, um, the opportunity to actually have somebody help me through or go to a psychiatrist or go get a counseling or even have a coach. I didn't. I just had amazing, amazing friends who were not in the same city as I was. So we had long distance phone calls, which used to go for hours. But the fact is that what, the thing that I realized was, as you said, nobody in this world has the power to make you feel cheerful, happy, hopeful, you know, achieve your dreams apart from you. Today, that is the reason I understand the value of having somebody in your life who can guide you through, inspire you through. Grief, it'll come and go. It shouldn't stop you. And so it can't define you, which is it, what a lot of people forget. It should never define you. It's your mental state of mind which should define you. Yes, circumstances will always be up and down. They are. Even today, I, I, uh, there are people that we've lost in the family and I have not been able to see them. In fact, just three days back, we lost somebody very dear to us. She was uh, my um, cousin, granny, in fact, and very, very close to me. I didn't even get to meet her, to see her. I haven't met her in, in a couple of years now. We have these things. We can't help it. But does it, it change us? That's something which only we can choose. Do we let us let that uh, those circumstances in life change us, who we are, and what we want in life? That's very true. And you've already inspired a handful of our live listeners whom I'm, I'm going to acknowledge. So you get to see the impact that you've already created 10 minutes into the show. Thanks. All right. So we have... Uh, Nikita Parmer, she says, hi, Priyanka and Nahid. Hi, Nikita, welcome to the show. Hi, Nikita. We have Hina Girdar, who's joining us from India. Very inspiring story of you, uh, is what she's saying. Thank you, Hina. And we have Satya, who says, hi, Priyanka. Hi, Satya, and says, nice interview. Awesome, so thank you for all of that. Um, you know, sharing those personal moments of highs and lows, because as a mindset coach, people think that you have it all and it's been a perfect rosy life. But the way you actually respond to it is what is making you who you are today, which is Absolutely. what I wanted to highlight to our listeners. Absolutely. I mean, you, yes, of course you have it all because everything is inside you. If you are describing what you have it all as what's around you, 
then that's a, that's a very shallow description of your life and that is something which will definitely make you weak because if you keep if you it's it's like you've given your your remote control in the hands of somebody else so they switch it off and you're off when it should be only in your hands and you should choose when you want to you know lower the volume and put it up when you want to switch it off and switch it on it should only be your choice circumstances should never define you they will as i said they will always be ups and downs so be it that's life accept it i mean in in my 40 years of life uh, i i guess 20 more than 20 years of is of struggle that i remember but that's fine those uh, those are people moments which have defined me made me the person that i am made me the given me the strength that i have today made me realize the importance of you know being who i am being authentic being vulnerable and also at the same time it has made me realize the value of life we only get to live it once you know that's something that we all tend to forget we crave for something else that doesn't exist in the moment and though we hear these terminologies and philosophies that be in the moment it's just mm-hmm. so hard for us to embrace and that brings me brings to us the next question about neuro linguistic programming which is what you're an expert in tell mm-hmm. us more about nlp which is neuro linguistic programming and how do you rewire your brain from being in a rut to where you are today in such a peaceful serene mindset ah okay the peaceful serene mind is, mindset is something which you create for yourself um i have been doing this work for the last 18 years now but i only got certified as an nlp uh, prac in 4 uh, years back and uh, i didn't know uh, how it was done and what the terminologies were because as i said i i was born and brought up in assam in fact till 2011 i've been in assam i've worked in guwahati i've done everything in guwahati yes i did travel the country i worked all over india but i was based out in guwahati and then i got married and i moved to kolkata and then my husband has been one person who actually made you know he picked up one one after the other dreams from my past and is like let's live this let's live this let's do this so he's one person who's actually taken those initiatives of let's go to london let's get your certification because i was adamant if i have to learn it i'll learn it from dr richard bandler and that is the reason why i couldn't go for the last 10 years that i wanted to go for nlp i couldn't because i wanted to go to dr richard bandler and then things one after the other kept on happening it was not possible for me to leave and then he made it possible but the work before that that i was doing was already on the same grounds i was transforming lives i was changing people's mindset i was changing their behavior i was changing the way they worked i was changing the way they looked at their work and it was all done i don't know sometimes you just are um, you have in in nlp we call this the unconscious competence you know that is what we call your natural talents your gifts your uniqueness which god has blessed you with which comes from within you this was something which came from within me in fact the first time that i was asked to stand up on a stage and deliver um, a training uh was when i was a student myself in an mba institute and i never heard of the word training before that i haven't i hadn't i had read about it in my hr books but that's about it that's all the exposure that i had to it and then i had to stand out there and i had to you know tell these people and i did an mbti they had done an mbti um what does it stand for my as big type indicator so it's a personality test which they had gone through and they gave it to me and they said can you you know just give us an understanding of what this is and i looked at it and i was giving it to them and they were like how do you know so much about personality i said i don't i just read this and i understood that understanding came to me naturally i could read people's behavior i could read 
their body language i could read um, you know things which which they were not even aware themselves that you know they were doing you know like like fidgeting with their fingers they were not aware what it meant for them it was just a habit but when you know you associate it with the circumstance with the words that they speak a lot of other things comes out as in what is going inside their mind so that was something which i had started doing way 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 back before i even heard of the term nlp so yes when i went for nlp and i got the information of the entire structure and the entire study and i was like cool and i've been doing this for such a long time now i have more tools in my handbag so it's easier so things which i was doing earlier uh and used to take time now i do it in one session so you know you've got 60 minutes to 90 minutes with me and you go away with a lot of things which you take away from that but yeah, that's, that's such an amazing transformation how you figured out what your calling was and you could put a name to it as part of your toolkits that you've developed so what is one advice would you have for us from that toolkit on how do you become a better version of yourself listen to your words i always say this to everybody listen to your words that you speak to yourself listen to what you are saying to yourself and do not put yourself in 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 that in that box of labels that i am this or i am that you know those labels limit you they don't just define you they limit you find out who you are not just based on your profile or the work that you do or what you like to do that's not that's just a part of you who you are is so much more you know find out what makes you smile find out what brings a smile on your face when you see it around you find out what what brings out that passion in you you know that excitement in you all of those things because when you find that out you find your motivational strategy and every human being has got certain strategies you know for motivation we have a strategy for learning we have a strategy and we can identify that again when when i sp speak about identifying the patterns of thoughts so when i listen to you speak i listen to you you because when you're speaking you're also thinking and when i listen to you speak i'm seeing your pattern of thoughts and that tells me exactly what you need to stay motivated be motivated get out of your rut you know change the way your mind is thinking because usually there'll be some people who come and say they always say this they have always told us this you know i've always been told this by them or this is what they say the others say oh, oh you just need to hear that and then all you need to do is just bring the entire limelight focus spotlights everything on what do you understand what do you feel what do you say because still now you've only been talking about them so what about you and that's where that's that's all for the you know that one particular pattern interrupt is what we need to start the change that's very amazing and mental health and well-being is such an interesting topic and the most sought after i know my uh, a lot of my listeners wanted more experts in this field and that's one of the reasons i had to bring you in as well now one thing we i think it's part of our indian culture or our asian upbringing is we don't really ask for help when we know that we are making life harder for us we are being too hard on you know some of our uh, some of the issues some of the ways we've responded in our life or handled crisis we feel like oh we have to feel bad about this for a very long time yeah. and we don't ask for help yeah. words like therapy or mindset coaches is is still considered a very alienated term to a lot yeah. of us so i wanted to ask you you know how to make people more comfortable of the fact that these are things where people are experts in and should reach out to you or you know people like you in this field so how do you how do you advise people to feel comfortable about asking for help reaching out to coaches like you 
it's not about asking for help. You just want somebody to talk to, right? Have a conversation with. Just have a conversation. You know, it's it's like okay, you want to go someplace and you are, you know, a route, and you would like to know if there are any better routes available. You know, faster ones, the ones with less traffic, the ones with less ob obstacles, the one with more scenic beauty. <laughs> it's just simple as that. I'm sorry, I'm a traveler, so I love putting everything in the analogy of traveling. But I think that makes sense because you know there are so many routes of going to one particular destination and you've always been traveling one particular road and you've always been told the you know what's the best be. road <laughs> yes exactly and i say yes it may be what if i explore some more because maybe then i might stumble on places which have been unexplored something which is so beautiful something which is so beautiful about me for me around me we don't know we don't if we don't explore we'll never find out so it's don't ask for help just explore just have a conversation just i like that attitude you know that brings up a very valid point in terms of having a support system of well wishes and friends where you can actually vent out or just share what's happening in the back of your mind because a lot of people are driven to you know hasty decisions in life just because of the fact they don't talk to people they don't want to share their real themselves they don't want to portray the raw versions of them because of the aura or that picture perfect instagram that they portray to the outer world the fear of being judged priyanka the fear of being judged it's there with everybody and especially today with the social media and instagram and linkedin and facebook and everything everybody wants to have that perfect image of themselves so it's like if i open up and if i say that okay i have this problem oh oh people people are going to judge me and even when they do share their vulnerabilities they share it with an with a view that oh, okay this is going to help people uh, or this is going to make people like me it's again about people it's not about you you're not coming out and sharing because that's a part of you which you'd like to you know put out there so that people can see you no it's about if i'm putting out there something then it has to be because people will like me and that's something which has become so predominant with people with almost everybody that that fear of fear of being judged and that desire to be liked rules everything you know it's okay if some people don't like you because that will be a very limited number you know and and the mind is such that it only focuses on the scarcity on the ones you know that don't like you on the ones that you know come and criticize you but you're not seeing that the four, for the two that criticized you there were 10 who appreciated you who liked you and i've seen this happen so many times people come and say that oh, oh you know what this person said this about me and i'm like okay so everybody concurred no everybody didn't so what did everybody else say oh they had good words about me okay but you're not focusing there you're just focusing on this one person who said this negative comment about you and if they did then that's their perception it's not your reality they don't know the real you nobody knows the real you even if you're putting yourself out on the on the public forum 100% still i'd say that you still keep so much of yourself within so if you are saying that i'm putting myself out there for people to see and they don't like me you're lying to yourself because you're not putting yourself completely out there there are so many beautiful parts of you which you keep hidden because you fear those will be judged and that's fine 
keep them hidden but don't let the fear of being just override every decision that you make so yes what you said priyanka is so important we should have that that group of people that we can talk to and it doesn't matter who it is i've had amazing mentors in my life i mean people who are still there with me and and they they've been there like one of my mentors she's now she's also my best friend she's been there since for the last 17 years now i've had my own uh, mentor from my mba in, uh, times since 2002 he's been there in my life he's there even today and i've learned so much from him so much from him and i may not go and talk to him about my personal disappointments but i know that if i speak to him i get inspired and then i have my friends who i do go and speak to him about my personal disappointments and then if there is nobody else then take my advice open a folder on your laptop or your computer or whatever it is and just call it the brain drain and then just open a, a word doc in that and without looking on the screen whatever's in here get it out just get it out as if you're just speaking to somebody just speak it out just do not think right wrong do not even check for spelling mistakes it's fine it's not for anybody to read so just take everything out and then shut it off keep it you want to keep it otherwise just delete it it doesn't matter the the most important thing is for you to take it out of here so if you want to talk to somebody fine if you do not want to talk to somebody even then take it out because the more things that you keep inside you the more they cause harm to you because the the words the thoughts those create emotions inside you those create feelings inside you and when you suppress them is when you get into a lot of mental health issues including depression including uh, even for that matter i have i've had patients i've had clients who've had physical health issues you know physiological health issues um and especially diseases which have no cause you know they 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 are diagnosed but there's no cause for why did you have this like for example a migraine like for example a neuralgia and uh, an ibs i've helped people get out of these uh, physical uh, you know diseases because these were suppressed emotions they released it and the problem's gone i mean i'm one of them i had ibs for 7 years and i'm free of it i'm free of it just by doing exactly that just letting it go i've had patient uh, clients who were patients going for physiotherapy for 6 years 7 years with pains in their ankles knees suppressed emotions we did we did one session and her ankle was fine you know the core concept is the suppressed emotions because we feel we want to lock it and then mm-hmm. that way it will vanish one day but until it finds an outlet it's just going to cause more harm to you you will not believe this there are people who tell me that you know you should let go you should let go that is the most harmful thing to do to yourself is to let go of things because when you let go of things it's in limbo and it is around you and it will come back and it does it doesn't come back in the same way sometimes it does sometimes it comes back in a different perspective in a different way in a different situation sometimes it comes back in a you know in a way that you don't even recognize it's the same issue but when you go and speak to an expert and they will find it out and they'll take you down and they'll say okay this is the problem and from here stems all your symptoms of every other issue that you're having in your life one particular problem can actually go into your uh, you know can create problems in your work life in your relationships in your own behavior in your physical health in your mental health 
and the cause will be just one. So if you remove this cause, all this will just collapse on their own. What, what people do is they work on the symptoms. And when you work on the symptoms, you remove one, another one will spring up. You remove that, another one will spring up. So when you keep these suppressed emotions, they keep coming out. And when you let go of something, it's in limbo, it's going to come back. So don't let go of things, resolve them. I mean, why do you want to keep something which hurts you in your life for that matter? You know, we can't change the past. Neither can we forget the past, but we can definitely resolve the past so that even if it stays, it's there on my timeline. I know it is there on my timeline. When I do the timeline uh, sessions with my clients, I make them do this, you know, elicit your timelines, empty out your personal space, empty out your present moment. What belongs to your past, let it go into your past. What belongs to your future, let it go into your future. Live in the moment and then look at your past because when you do that, you rationalize your memories, you rationalize the traumas and everything, you resolve them. And then it is just an incident which happened in the past. It doesn't have an impact on you. The main thing is to take away that impact. I don't say disconnect emotions. Yes, you. if you want, you can call it that. But the fact is you do not disconnect emotions, you resolve them. You resolve the emotions, the impact, everything. So it just, you look at it, okay, something which happened with me 10 years back, that's all. So what did I learn from it? I learned that I should be careful in doing this or making decisions or getting into a relationship or when I get into a job, you will look at the lessons and the learnings. You will stop looking at it as a trauma. You know, I love the attitude which you have in terms of differentiating between trauma and looking at the lessons learned because that's something that we entangle our emotions with and it's just hard to rationalize at that point in time. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And th that's that's all right, because that's how how the mind has been programmed, you know, the, the programming which has happened from a very, very young age. And nobody, you know, even including me, none of us ever thought of questioning it because we were never taught to ask questions. We were always taught to give answers. And hence, we have a problem in asking for help because we were never taught to ask questions. We were always supposed to give answers, you know, and that to the right answers. Have the right answers, don't give the wrong answers. So mistakes were not something which were appreciated or even, you know, it's like, oh, you've done a mistake, that's such a big thing, such a bad thing. It feels How like a blunder and the end of the world, exactly. right? Exactly, you are made to feel so less. You're made to feel that you're such a, such a, um, you know, bad person, a failure just because you made a mistake when it's like mistakes are your stepping stones. They are your stepping stones for self-improvement, for improving your life, for improving your future, for improving who you are and what you want to become. If you've not made a mistake, that means you've never tried anything. You've just like, right. followed. So you've, like just, you've been programmed like a GPS, taking the same route and just subconsciously doing the same things all over. You've just been going through life. You've never lived it. You've never lived it. it. You've never questioned it. That's very true. On that note, a couple of quick comments from our live listeners. We have Brian Thomas who's joining us. He says, hey, Nahid and Priyanka. Hey, Brian. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. Happy to have you here. Do you know Brian? Yes, of course. I was on his, on his podcast too. Hey, it's amazing. Amazing. Brian was a guest on my show and I was a guest on his show as well. So small yeah. world there. And yes, Brian, is. Brian is such an amazing, uh, you know, amazing guy and an ally. So kudos, yeah. Brian. Yes, he is. He Two is. of your favorite podcast guests on one other different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so we have Hina Girder who says, interesting session, Priyanka. And she wants to uh, ask a question about when we project ourselves, no, I shouldn't use the word project. When we show our real self, there's a, it's a double-edged sword because people might you know, take advantage of us. And that's a very vulnerable situation to be in. What advice would you have for Hina? Have, draw your boundaries, Hina. People take advantage only when you don't have any boundaries and you allow them to take advantage of you. Draw your boundaries, put those boundaries up and whoever it is in your life, no matter who, who it is in your life, they have to be out of that boundary. Inside that boundary, it's your personal space. Nobody is allowed to get inside that personal space. And when you are inside your personal space, safe and secure, showing yourself to anybody, you know, because you are just being yourself. It's not about actually showing yourself. Don't show yourself. Be yourself. Be your most authentic self. That is empowering. That is so, so powerful. When you are yourself, authentically yourself, and you don't, you don't, it doesn't matter to you what anybody thinks. Because understand, always remember this. No matter what people think, it's their perception. It's not your reality. So, I can only be taken advantage of if I allow it. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a difficult thing to learn, especially for for women from our our subcontinent, Indian subcontinent. I know because we are we've been brought up to be givers. We have never been brought up to you know protect our boundaries, but we need to. We need to. I come from that same. You know, I, I've just been, it's just been two years for me here in Dubai. I've been all through my life. I've been there and I, I'm still a pure, pure, pure Indian by heart. I know what it is to be an Indian woman. And I know that what you are talking about here, do not worry. It's not about um, who takes advantage of you. It's who you allow to take advantage of you. Draw up your boundaries. Thank you, Hina, for that great question. And I agree with you. As part of our upbringing, we never had this personal space concept. Like, mm -hmm. I can relate to a lot of it. Having grown up in India, you know, everybody could indulge in your space, be it physical, emotional. But having been in the US, you have this concept that, you know, you ask for my availability or, you know, you exactly. ask me before you do certain things with me. And mm -hmm. that's like a huge, um, you know, a sure. boundary that you'll have to set around yourself. And it's, it's hard for people to understand that now your lifestyle is different. It's not just because you're in a dif different country, but you're now a much more mature person. You understand that concept of space. Yeah, but should that make a difference to you is what you need to answer. What people understand, what people believe, what people find difficult, it's there. It's, it's for them to understand and change. If you want to draw your boundaries, draw your boundaries. It doesn't matter which country you are in. It doesn't matter where you are in. I come, as I said, I come from the same society where everybody and everybody has the right to come and you know say things about what you're doing in your personal life, how you should live your personal life. I drew that boundary when I was 15 years old. I don't want it. Kudos to you. <laughs> but I still got it. <laughs> that's awesome, Hina. You know, sometimes uh, that's awesome. Um, uh, thanks for the question, Hina, as well. So, Nahid. One challenge with setting up those boundaries is it could be a lonely journey because people might not understand why you are asking for, you know, you know, why you're putting certain limits. And sometimes we start questioning ourselves, like maybe I should just be like everybody else, you know, not having those boundaries. What advice would you have there? There is a, there is a difference between drawing your boundaries and shutting yourself out. Don't shut yourself out. 
still be the same person still be the same society you know the one who's in the society doing everything as you've always done is just with those boundaries that this is my personal space and you're not allowed to come in you know meddle in here or give your opinion if they give their opinion fine put your filters out i mean i i i always say this i've done this i i put my filters out so yeah i'm listening to you because of course we have to respect our elders and and of course the people in the society so thank you so much for your opinion i take it as your opinion it doesn't mean that i have to accept it and apply it fine that's what you need to do that's a huge mindset shift and you know that's a wonderful way where you're appeasing to your community because that's what they expect out of you but the same time you're staying authentic to yourself by saying like okay i get what you're saying and i acknowledge it but it's up to me whether i'm going to implement it or not absolutely that's what about that's all you need to do when you draw your boundaries you don't need to push anybody out or shut yourself out you just need to realize that this is who i am this is what i'm comfortable with and this is what i'm not comfortable with so i i acknowledge what you're saying but i don't accept i don't apply it i, I mean you know it's not necessary for you to accept everything very true I know we had such great discussion on the topic of mental health and setting up boundaries uh, a couple of other live uh, comments that we're getting in Brian says yay um Hina saying thank you my pleasure and thanks for organizing this session as well uh, our pleasure Hina so keep those wonderful comments coming in so we understand the kind of topics that our asian community is dealing with and bring in the right experts like Nahid to guide us through resetting ourselves uh, in 2021 and beyond we have purandar who's uh, who's uh, saying very informative and helpful thanks purandar for joining as well so let's talk about you nahid uh, you do a lot of mindset transformation work in the leadership development space what is one thing that you're very proud of that you can share with our listeners i worked as a consultant for the government of india uh, it was a one year contract which i did and i was uh, working with the ministry of information and communication technology and you know they were going completely uh, paperless office concept and going online and you know changing the entire way that work was being done till now to the new way of going digital and um, <laughs> so i was there as a capacity development uh, expert and uh, my entire project was basically uh, there were different policies of the government which were there under the national e governance division uh, and i was uh, put in the state of assam uh, so i was working there in the secretariat i, I was reporting to the commissioner uh, secretary of um, ict and um, i'm very proud of the fact that priyanka the chief secretary uh, of the state knew me by my name knew me by my work because in 3 months time that i was there i inaugurated i opened i i actually <laughs> apart from laying the stones which was done by somebody else i stood there and i got the training center made and i had the people and i'm talking about the bureaucrats coming for training sessions coaching sessions in that training center and i had the full support of the uh, you know chief minister and the chief minister's office and the chief secretary and it was an amazing amazing feat because uh, in in that particular time we had trained more than 2000 state officials including the bureaucrats and um, i'd organized uh, workshops and training uh, training um, workshops for the is officers as well as even the ministers of the state so that was amazing that was that's something which i always cherish um, 
the kind of work that I did out there, the kind of transformations that we had, you know, in terms of mindset, because for them, they didn't need to do all of these things. They, they had the option of saying no, but the kind of um, you know, sessions that I had with them, the approach that I had and the conversations that we had and there, you know, it took three months time, but they did start changing. So that was the biggest, biggest achievement for me when I could work at that level with people do not have to change and they don't want to change and they start accepting that it is good to change and they start changing. You know, that's just a wonderful way to look at, uh, you know, how the, the government is functioning. But the best part about it is it's your hometown and you see yeah. the radical shift that's happening and how you're able to create an impact. I am a contributor to that. I'm a contributor to that. And I have, I still have my legacy inside the Assam Secretariat, which is the training center, which I did open up there. So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful, beautiful achievement that I'm going to cherish for life. That's such an amazing, uh, you know, aspect of your life. And I'm so glad you're helping, you know, people in that community uh, find inspiration, find ways to embrace the new future. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. As a nation who is in this field of mindset coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, what is one challenge that you have seen personally as part of building your profession? I don't know. I thrive on challenges, Priyanka. So I, I don't find any challenge as a challenge. I find challenge, okay, yes, a challenge. <laughs> so I don't look at challenges that way. Um, being an Asian, I haven't uh, found a challenge. Yes, uh, to some extent, yes, the challenge that is there is that, you know, we Asians or people from our, from our continents and subcontinents, we are taught to think very less of ourselves. All right. Um, you know, in any in any comparisons, any comparative, any competitive uh, environment, we are always like, you know, think very less of yourself, see yourself as a very small, you know, uh, in, in a very small existence. Of course, it's changing now, but I, I I'm talking about from where I come from. So that for me was a challenge because when I did put myself out there on the world stage and I started, I started with, I was working with an organization based in Singapore and I was doing, um, I was um, doing workshops on design thinking and I was working in collaboration with the National University of Singapore with the professors out there. But when I, when today, when I look at it, I see it uh, as something which is a very big achievement. But at that time I was like, you know, it's like, I used to think of myself as very small. As you know, it's comparatively, I'm, 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 I'm um, so privileged to get this opportunity to do this work. Yes, of course, I am privileged, but not because of anything else. But I'm privileged because I have that talent, but I didn't believe in that talent. And, and we all have this, I think, this imposter syndrome that we go through when, and especially coming from our place, because um, women are not that empowered to think for themselves. You know, we always have somebody else making our decisions and making those uh, choices in our life. Even if we have been given the liberty, we have the liberty inside a framework, never beyond that framework. You know, whatever you need to do, you need to do inside this. So it's like a golden cage that we have. And when you are inside a cage, you have that mindset of thinking within that only. Yeah, you so, just put blinders around your eyes, right? You feel like, you know, this is what my parents want me to do. This is what my partner wants to do this is what my family wants me to do and then you exactly. go into this autopilot mode exactly so that is something which i do feel uh, is a challenge even today because 
um, I still have that uh, thing in my blood. I am from that culture. I am from that society. So part, it of is, part of my DNA does come up. And when it does, oh, all right. I'm thinking like that again. <laughs> it's like, it's good. Because as I said, it's a, it's, it's a challenge that, oh, I'm again thinking that way. So yeah, still something left in me. And I think it will always be there in me because I have the patriotism inside me. I still have tears forming in my eyes when I, when I see somebody, you know, singing the national anthem. So, yeah. That's very true. I'm, I'm so glad you're balancing and integrating, I should say, more than balancing, you know, the cultural DNA that you bring, but as well as being authentic and standing up for yourself, you know, based on the situations that you face. I don't think, Priyanka, that we ever need to give out our values and our culture because we want to move ahead in life. We can very beautifully align them. We can very beautifully align them. You know, just all we need to do is just rewire how we think. We don't need to change the culture. We need to change how we perceive the culture. It doesn't stop me. It empowers me. My country, my culture, my society empowers me. It gives me the strength. It's my backbone. It's not my weakness. That's amazing. So what are three tips that you leave our listeners with in terms of rewiring your brain this holiday season? Mm, question everything. That's the only thing that I every time tell anybody and everybody. You believe in something, question it. What makes you believe it? If it is something which you've been told, then the next question should be, do you believe in it? In it? Is it according to your own beliefs and values? And again, if there are things that you've been, you know, blindless, blindly following in your life, what makes you do them? And are those things which are bringing you contentment or are those things which are limiting you? And ask yourself as many questions as you can when you're speaking, when you're listening, when you're doing anything. Question everything. Just ask questions. Don't just believe anything and everything. If you find a reason and if you find that reason which is aligning with what your values are, perfect, very good. And if it doesn't, then, then the next question should be, what do I need to change? You know, these thought-provoking questions involve a lot of pause and reflection in our lives. Um, and that's like a huge shift in terms of how we deal with life. So thank you yeah. for highlighting we work that. On autopilot. We work on autopilot. So just, you know, in this holiday season, you have the time. Reflect. Write down what you believe in. What makes you believe in them? And if there are things which you've never questioned, I mean, I've questioned everything, right? From my traditions to my religion to everything. Until and unless I could find a reason, a logic, which makes me feel that, yes, this is something which I believe in, not which I am made to believe in. So if you can find that, because that, that adds to the purpose of your life. Find a purpose in your life. If you're leading a purposeless life, and when I say purpose, people think purpose is to do with alignment of goals. Goals is just one thing. Your purpose in life is very different. It's your, it's your own personal mission. What are you doing? What are you living for? Are you living just for your family or for that success or for that house or for that lifestyle, for that money? Or there's something more, something which, you know, even if nothing else in the world exists and that you have, you can still smile. No, that's very true. And no, that's such amazing advice. And as you're speaking, I'm just like, hey, the wizard of the mind is here unveiling a lot of interesting aspects as to how our brain works. Yeah, it does. Our, our brain is wired to take us towards pleasure and away from pain. 
So if you have taken that pain and put it in a place of pleasure, that's exactly where your mind will go. It's like whatever you focus on in life will appear in your life more. So if you've been focusing on pain, then you've just replaced it with pleasure and pain gives you pleasure. Come on. That's not how your brain is naturally wired. It is wired to take you towards pleasure away from pain. Keep it like that. And then if it has been taking you towards pain, realign it. Put the pain away and the pleasure back in its place. How do you reset that by putting the pain away and focusing more on the pleasure? Because by default, we always look at what's missing or what's causing us pain. What's one yeah. advice you would have? Look at what you have. Look Be at great. what you have. Even if you have nothing, even if you have nothing, look in the mirror, look at your eyes, you can see, look at your, you can speak, you can hear, you're breathing, you've got fingers, you've got limbs which are functional, you've got food to eat, you've got water to drink, you can smell, you can smell the freshness around you, you can smell the beautiful smells around you, you can see the colors in front of you. There are people who are colorblind who cannot differentiate between colors, there are people who do, cannot smell, there are people who cannot see, there are people who cannot speak. You're blessed. If you want to count your blessings, there you will fall short but we don't look at that. We look at what we don't have. I mean, we have so many things and then we don't have one thing. And the full day, our focus and attention is we don't have this. We don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. Just try and change that. Start looking at what you have. Start looking at what you, what you have around you, in you, within you. And you will see your world change because when you start looking at that, you will start feeling that gratitude. And gratitude is the biggest weapon to change or rewire your mind. I have special sessions where I use the power of gratitude to start transforming your entire thought process. So even yeah. if it is even if it is a negative thought that you have, just thank it and then just look around. Okay, so I don't have this. All right, okay, thank you for letting me know. But what do I, I have? have a ton of other things. Exactly. What are those? What are those ton of other things? Don't just say the ton of other things. You know, open that box and start putting everything out on a hanger, one piece at a time. Start counting your blessings. You know, that's a very nice way to put self love out there for you. And it's interesting you brought up this because I, I've been in this habit of writing the top three things that I'm grateful for every day, just as a way of journaling. And I feel those days you're lighthearted. You feel good about life, and you're not pushing yourself into unnecessary complications. Mm -hmm. why, why, why limit to top three? Why can't you just go on and just write whatever you feel grateful for? Give yourself, five, give yourself five minutes to do this exercise and see the list growing. Because to, you know when you start with, you'll maybe write three, the next day you'll write five, the next day you'll write 10, 15, 20. And then that's how you actually rewire your brain. Because the, as, as the list grows, your brain is actually being reprogrammed to look at abundance and away from scarcity. If you just fix that three, you're still fixed. You're still fixed. You know, you're, not, you're not growing. Grow into abundance. That's a great way to think about it. And I'm going to take your advice to heart and start overflowing my thoughts as much as I feel about things that I should feel grateful about. So thanks for that. Wonderful. Five minutes. Five minutes in the morning. That's all you need to do. Or at night. Five minutes. That's awesome. Thank you for that advice. We have a fun rapid fire on for you. Are you ready for it? Absolutely. So you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following in one word, if possible. Who's your role model? My mom. How does she see your success? She's very proud of it. How do you define happiness, Nahid? I'm very curious about this question. 
being in the moment living in the moment looking at uh, what i have in my life being thankful what is your native language and one word to describe nahid in that native language hmm my native language is urdu and one word to describe me in that native language oh okay um ziddi any <laughs> translation in english stubborn as in i'm stubborn when i if i want to do something nothing in this world can stop me i mean even if there's there's no way and everybody walks away saying that it's an impossible thing that you're after fine cool that's according to you for me i will find a way i will make a way i don't i don't think there's nothing in this world which is impossible so yeah, i'm i'm very stubborn in that you know that's a very nice way to look at you it's the abundance mindset that you mentioned at the in our show as well so thank you so much nahid this was such an amazing conversation and i feel inspired and so do our listeners who tuned in live and i'm quite sure those who are watching or hearing this on replay as well what are your parting thoughts as we wrap up this episode i love what you're doing out here priyanka you know i mean uh, this concept of bringing up uh not just the typical leadership discussions but actually bringing out uh the personal leader in a person because i always believe that leadership you know before you define it with positions and labels and anything else starts from being you and it starts from who you are and what you how you are leading your life because we all are leading even when we are following we are leading so bringing out that that aspect of leadership i i really really appreciate what you're doing here so i would uh, love everybody to you know please uh, subscribe to career up startup uh, leadership podcast do give it a listen this is really interesting really um, different and uh, amazing job awesome thank you so much nahit such a pleasure and thanks for your valuable time we are super excited that you shared a lot of wonderful ways in which we can reprogram our mindset right from today and there is no excuse or no sense of fear or anxiety that should stop us from living the best version of ourselves yeah. anxiety is just you thinking in a particular pattern i mean change that pattern your anxiety will disappear and and i've actually uh, had pay, uh, clients who had come with severe anxiety and then by the time they leave it's like it's gone because That it's just true. way of thinking you you've just been looking at something uh so with so much of focus let's change your focus that's very true and that's a wonderful reminder for all of you listeners to leave in one key takeaway from this episode with nahid on career startup leadership podcast and as part of our 12 days of christmas giveaways one lucky listener is going to get 30 minutes of free exclusive mindset reprogramming mentoring session with nahid so drop in those comments and your takeaways and we'll announce one lucky winner in 2021 just in time to begin your new year thank you so much nahid such a wonderful session and for me personally i've learned a lot from your personal journey and the key takeaway on this career startup leadership podcast episode 77 with nahid the wizard of the mind is one focus on the positivity in your life focus on what you're grateful for and i love that advice for 5 minutes every day write things that you're grateful for you know be the roof over your head the food on your table hot shower anything as simple as yeah, that absolutely right and two you know it's always interesting to understand the scientific concepts behind misery and joy and look at a way in which you can program your mind by focusing more on the pleasure rather than the pain aspect of it and three 
follow your dreams, have a purpose in life. And that's something that we often tend to forget because everybody looks for a stable paycheck, a nine to five job and, you know, just leading life. But you're not living your life to the fullest. So I hope this is a nice wake up call to live life to the fullest. And I'm super excited to see how I'm going to take all these wonderful mindset hacks into my own personal journey and be a better version in 2021. Thank you so much, Priyanka. It was lovely to be here. Thank you. And to all our live listeners and those who would be watching on replay, thank you so much again for joining us. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off on Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast spotlight world-class Asian leaders, entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, and innovators who inspire you with their candid journeys. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you.